You're about to listen to a Sports Medicine Weekly Ask the Doctor segment, where Dr. Brian Cole provides his analysis of an orthopedic condition or treatment in just five minutes or less. Ask the Doctor is presented by Vericell. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious disease and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L dot As it relates to the knee, ACL tears or anterior cruciate ligament tears are still one of the most common injuries that I see. There are probably about 500,000 ACL tears a year, but not all of them require surgery. They typically happen after a very specific traumatic event. In fact, the majority of them happen in a setting where there's a non-contact injury, where there's an abrupt change in position that's not particularly predicted by the patient, and the knee essentially gives way. The popping that a patient experiences with an ACL tear is not the ligament popping, but rather the subluxation or the coming apart, if you will, of the shin bone of the tibia and the thigh bone of the femur. There's actually a rotational event that leads to the bone actually impacting the bone, and that's what we think the pop actually is, not the ligament tearing. For a variety of reasons, ACL tears are more common in women than men. Some statistics say it's about five to seven times more common in women than men. Not all ACL tears are the same. Some ACL tears are associated with other ligament injuries. Most commonly, something called the medial collateral ligament. That's a ligament on the inside of the knee that can be strained. Fortunately, that generally heals before we invoke surgical intervention. The most common associated injury with an ACL tear is a meniscus or a cartilage injury. When those occur, it is more likely that patients will require surgery, especially our younger patients. Suffice it to say that patients who are very active, who tear their ACLs during sports, most of them require surgery to deliver a stable knee that will allow them to again participate at a high level. ACL surgery is an outpatient procedure that typically takes less than an hour to do. There are several graft choices that one can consider when reconstructing the anterior cruciate ligament. The most common graft choice in my practice is a bone patella tendon bone autograft. That's the middle third of the patella tendon. If we were to ask team physicians who take care of the NFL, Major League Soccer, the NBA, about 80 to 85% of them would choose the patella tendon autograph, the middle third of the patella tendon. That being said, there are alternative graft sources which are very good to restore stability in the knee. In other words, there's more than one way to get it right. Alternatively, in adolescent patients who have open growth plates, we might choose the hamstring graft. The hamstring graft is chosen because it's slightly smaller and its fixation in the knee during surgery doesn't impair the growth plate and doesn't lead to growth plate disruption over time. There are other graft choices such as donor grafts, what we call an allograft. We will sometimes use those for older patients or in revision or redo situations. It's important to discuss the graft options with me and I'll clearly explain why we choose one over the other. But in a nutshell, the surgery takes about an hour or less. It's done as an outpatient. You typically would sleep in a brace locked in extension for the first two weeks so you do not lose your extension postoperatively. But the brace can safely come off to initiate exercise as soon as postoperative day one. Crutches are typically used for balance. Most commonly, you'll be able to put all your weight on the leg beginning postoperative day one. On occasion, if there's associated procedures, such as a meniscal repair, 
I may ask you to limit the amount of weight you place on the leg. The most common recovery is that patients are done with the brace and the crutches by three to four weeks. Patients are typically allowed to run by 12 weeks. They can initiate sport-specific activities, such as kicking a ball and so forth, in a non-competitive fashion by four months. Typically at five months, we will perform something called a functional sports assessment. A functional sports assessment is an objective way to look for side-to-side -side differences to make sure you're adequately rehabbed to minimize the chance of a re-tear. By six months or more, most individuals can get back to all of their sports at a highly competent level without a brace. When it comes to recovery after ACL reconstruction, we break it down into phases. If you want to review the rehabilitation protocol, simply go to my website, briancolemd.com. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Sports Medicine Weekly Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more details and content, visit sportsmedicineweekly.com.